Hello and welcome to the Room of Lives. I am your host, Neil. Today I am talking to Brielle, a young screenwriter from China who lives and works in Los Angeles. I met her on the night of New Year's Eve at a mutual friend's party, and on the next day we got coffee and talked. In this conversation, Brielle tells me about her life background and journey from science and communications engineering into writing for films. She shares her feelings about different genres such as comedy, art house, and pop culture, her passion for sci-fi and drama that explored the human condition and dynamics against different backdrops, and describes an idea for a story that she dreams of producing. She talks about her inspirations, director Christopher Nolan, Taiwanese filmmaker Edward Young, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is the writer and lead actor of the Fleabag comedy series. She then describes her perception of the artistic and literary contrasts between Chinese and American films and narratives, and the challenges she faces as a Chinese girl trying to write stories in a foreign language for the starkly different culture of the U.S. If you enjoy visiting the Room of Lives, consider donating Ether, Dai, or other Ethereum-based coins to abranil.eth. That's A-B-H-R-A-N-I-L dot E-T-H. Ready? Okay. My first question is. Is already Oh, cool. Give me a like a brief background of yourself. Like, where did you grow up in China? When did you move here? What did you start studying? And I know that you moved a little bit, shifted from something like science to, and then how did you ultimately end up where you are today, doing like film and. Screenwriting and and whatnot, just、mm-hmm. a kind of like a background. Okay, so name's Brielle. Yeah.、Um, I was born in the.、Uh, I Wait, was born what's your Shen- real name though? How do you pronounce that? Yuke. Say it again. Yuke. Okay, I won't try. <laughs> <laughs> what does、okay. that mean? Um. So it's two characters. The first character means rain. The second character could means, well, it mean it will mean it will mean differently when it's um when it stands with other characters,、yeah. but usually it kind of grants approval. Yeah. So,、okay. but the actually there is a story behind my name. The story behind my name is that it's a little bit hard to explain in a podcast because we kind of have I have to draw it to show you. Yeah. But um, long story short, like the simple version for that is just like my um my name. Um, the first character is taken from part of my mom's name, and the second character is taken from part of my dad's name. So it's like I'm a combination of my mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So、okay. that's the story of my name. Yeah. So I was born in the I was born in Shanxi in China. It's like in the west part, which is closer to Beijing for you to kind of have a better idea of like where like the geography. Um, then when I was five, my family moved from Shanxi to Wenzhou. It's a mid-sized city by the ocean, 
in Zhejiang province, which is like right below Shanghai. So it's um, yeah, like in. Like in terms of like economy and uh, education, it's like a more developed place than my original province. I like both places. I like like so many cities in China because they all look very different. They all like each of the city has very different features and they're all very cool. So then I、um, so I kind of mostly grew up in Wenzhou until eighteen. I graduated from high school and then I went to Beijing for college. And at the time, because、uh, like what we talked before,、um, in China, at, at least when I was、uh, back in high school, like、uh, in high school, we kind of have to choose you, your focus on science or liberal arts. And at the time,、um, I didn't really know what I really liked, so、mm. I just went with the mainstream, which was science. And then when、um, when I got in college, well, so that. Your your focus on high school will kind of restrict the majors that you can choose、yeah. for your college. So when I went to college, it like my first major was information engineering, which was not exactly what I liked. But you know, it's like you got that score, and、um, you also like the universe、uh, university, which is Communication University of China. It's a pretty cool. It's like top communication、um, school、uh, university in China. So that part is cool. So I feel like oh, that would be cool, and I like Beijing.、Um, so all those things, but the major isn't really my、um, ideal one. And then、um, because this is a this、uh, CUC is like a school where you have many people who major in entertainment and TV and、um, also films and theater a lot that、yeah. kind of things. So we have a lot of like events. And student organizations that actually brought me, that kind of like draw, like draw me into all this,、um, like another world, like you know, liberal arts world, you know, say like entertainment world. So like、um, after after two years, after the first year, I、um, took、uh, a minor in digital media arts, where we basically we had lessons on all different kinds of. You know stuff like in the whole like area of media, which is like so wide. We have like、uh, academic lessons on you know media and communication, but also、uh, more specific lessons on you know animation, editing, writing, like、um, also just like filming, all kinds of things. So after that ma- minor and also my just my、uh, all my experience and involvement with all the entertainment part. I started to feel like this is actually what I like, and also like I've been, I've been having the habit of just writing,、mm-hmm. like,、um, just like writing freely in a way, just like you know on a like on a whim, that kind of thing from when I was really young, and at that moment after I took a minor, where I did have my probably my first writing class, like official writing class, I started to all these. You know, back in the days, all this like hobby of writing, all those interests and those things all kind of like came back to me.、Yeah. At one point, I started to feel like, oh, I don't think it was a very strong feeling, but it, it kind of just like slowly nudged me toward the direction where I feel like, oh, this is actually what I want to do.、Um, and I had the opportunity to transfer my major. So after my sophomore year, I transferred my major from information engineering to、uh, screenwriting. Yeah.、Um, so then, two years there after I graduated from college, I、um, applied for MFA, like a Master of Fine Arts program in the U.S.
mostly in LA. Um, I wouldn't say I'm very content with what I got into, but also I wasn't surprised because I just transferred my major and I like didn't come from a background where you know my parents or my family have any knowledge in um, in like entertainment or film area. Um, so I wasn't like. So I, I was, I would feel like I got into the area so late that I didn't really have enough knowledge or ability to really go to a great film school anyway. Mm. So I, um, it's like I'm not satisfied, but I'm not surprised either. But yeah. also, I feel like um, it's also important for me just to, you know, just broaden my views, and I, I don't think, you mm. know, just wasting more time or money on trying to apply for another year would help that much. So, but anyway, all that, after that, I was uh, admitted into Pepperdine University and their MFA uh, screenwriting program. So that was like back in uh, 2017. And um, so this summer, summer in 2020, three years later, I graduated from the program. Um, during this time, I got to, you know, I got to know a lot of friends who are in film and also from other film schools like AFI. I know a lot of friends from AFI, American Film Institute. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I um, joined a lot of their productions. Not a lot, a lot, but like a few. Um, and I got to know a lot of cool people and started to know more about the industry, started to know more about all, all these kind of things. And LA is like a perfect city for that. And I just always love the city. Um, so like during that, um, I joined some productions, so I started to explore a little bit, uh, you know, uh, just in terms of film and entertainment and TV. I, uh, apart from being a writer, I'm also doing part of a uh, produce, producing job. And mm. this year after I graduated, I um, not, I won't say like shifted my focus, or maybe I should say that, I, I'm not sure, but like, you know, just um, I kind of diverted a little bit from writing to producing, but I'm still doing writing, so kind of like, I'm, it, mostly it's like doing both at the same time and because I feel like I first thing is that it's helping each other um, say I know how to produce would help me a lot in writing and know I know writing mm. you know creatively mm. I, it would help me so much in producing and making decisions as well so it's very beneficial um, bilaterally and um, on the other hand, it's just like I feel like both are fun, and I'm still very young. I just graduated, I'm like just building my career path and ex still exploring, yeah. exploring everything. I don't want to limit myself, limit myself to only one very specific, you know, area. Because, yeah. um, like you probably already know now that I, I like to take risks and experience new things so I think that's all it's all very fun to me like you just you are doing projects in, in the same time you're learning things yeah so yeah right now I'm just like doing both like writing and producing I have a few projects at hand which are pretty cool and even though it's you know in film it's like you have so many things you have so many projects to juggle and you feel like sometimes you will, you, you will be drowned by it but if you like that kind of lifestyle, it's also fun. Like yeah. you're super busy, but it forces you to grow. There's a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going. Yeah, a lot going on. So it's a good point of like we're having this conversation on the first day of the new year because it's like a good, a good point for me to pick up where I left off. Yeah. From December, and uh, it's like you know you're you need to go back to the momentum and 
the whole thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. What kind of stuff do you like writing? Uh, in terms of genre, I would say uh, mostly drama, but uh, also like um, I think in recent from last year, probably from last year, I started to explore comedy as well, mm. which is fun because I used to f kind of like um, hold discrimination against comedy. I feel like comedies are usually just um, you know pretty not like deep enough. I prefer you know deep and profound and philosophical things. And I felt, I be, back in the days, I felt like only tragedies or serious mm. drama can do that. Yeah. But then I came across some really good comedy that also make you feel the same way. Yeah. So that later changed my opinions. And then I started to also like discover that way. Actually, me as a person, I also like comedy. I also like, you know, like to joke about things and have fun just yeah. with friends in general in life. And I feel like, oh, actually, maybe I can try to incorporate that part into my writing. Yeah. Um, and also, again, because back in the days, I feel like, oh, if I don't like this genre, I won't, I won't spend time exploring that. Now yeah. I'm like, actually, no, even if I, it's not really my type, mm -hmm. I still feel like, you know, as a writer, as a creator, as a storyteller, it's still important for me to know at least the, you know, the, 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 the skills or just uh, the whole idea of yeah. how to develop it. And uh, again, sometimes, like, you, you don't know. Maybe, like, next year you will like this genre that you never thought you would like. Yeah. And it's all like a fun ride and ex new experience, and that's all very important to me. So, um, but apart from that, I would, I would say also, you know, thriller or suspense, they're all very fun genres, and also sci-fi. But no matter, no matter like which genre it is, down to the heart, what I focus or what I like the most is always about, um, like, serious or, you know, the, the core is serious, but it's yeah. not. But this like the, the the surface can be fun. Yeah. Um. But like the core is still about serious human conditions, like human relationships and our. Um, the conditions of our lives and how we, how we, um, how we live in the society, um, almost like you know, sci-fi and comedy—they're all just codes. Yeah. Like sci-fi, sci-fi is fun, um, especially like to me, sci-fi is especially fun in terms of it's like imagining a concept or imagining. Um, like a backdrop and put mm -hmm. human beings in, into this imagined world yeah. and explore humanity and explore human society from there, which is like super fun. Yeah. And comedy is in a way too, like it's, although it's more on the emotional level compared to sci-fi, I feel like sci-fi usually is more on a philosophical level, like, I mean, good ones. Um, comedy, a lot of times is about emotionals, but that's also important because um, like exploring humanity on one hand is like exploring philosophical ideas on the other hand it's exploring our like you know human psychology and that's yeah. like just concerned about that's just directly related to emotions and feelings so yeah. so yeah like no matter which genre that I mm. go for like I what fascinates me the most is always the human relationships and yeah. the whole yeah. Like, you know, just exploration on that part. Yeah. So even if it is sci-fi, 
and it is taking place in some make-believe world. Right. The ways that the humans are responding to that world and going around in that world kind of can show you a picture of the human psychology that is common to like right. this world also. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That is kind of interesting. So, what is one of your favorite things that you have written? Like you've written multiple things. What is what, if you have to pick one story that you like that you've written? I would say right now I do have this story uh, in my mind that I plan to write. I already made a pitch deck, but I haven't really written it. Yeah. Um, but that's currently my favorite yeah. idea, which is um, imagine a world where all the um, where the gender is flipped. Okay. Everything that relates to gender where um, originated from gender is flipped. And say right now we are in a patriarchal world and mm-hmm. then the flip world will be, the alternate world will be a matriarchal world. Mm-hmm. Imagine that kind of world. Mm-hmm. And we have this really, this like, um, um, like a, <laughs> like a, it was like a, a typical man-hater woman. Mm-hmm who just got fired by her boss because of sexual discrimination. Mm. Then she's like very whiny and she's like, I hate men so much and blah, blah, like she's throwing hate. Mm. But like after after she gets drunk Mm. um, at her friend's place, next morning she wakes up and she finds a way. It seems like something's off, like she's somewhere else. It's not exactly something is unfamiliar which is like wait she's actually in a world where she has imagined because she hates men so much she wants to be in a matriarchal world and now she wants to take advantage of that matriarchal world because men are discriminated discriminated so she wakes up in a matriarchal world yes okay she wakes up in a flip world Hmm. so she her dreams came true yeah her dreams came true so she wants to take advantage of it but then she realizes she is actually the marketing head of the ongoing, the ongoing and also most popular men's rights movement in the U.S. What movement? Men's rights movement. Men's rights movement. Yes. And she is the head, although she she's a head. woman. Yeah, so yeah, okay. she is kind of like a celebrity mm. in that world mm. where she holds a very important position mm. in this like social movement mm. organization. So she's under so many so many eyes. Mm. Although she doesn't really care about what men think about her, what if they really like her or hate or whatever, because she feels like I'm re- finally my dreams came true. I want to take advantage of everything, but she doesn't really want to lose her job because it actually pays her very well. Mm. Like she ha- suffers no financial um, concerns or whatever, so she feels like okay, now I'm kind of in a situation where she's adapting to this new world where she wants to, where she's still trying to milk the opportunity, but she has to be careful not to be exposed because then she'll be fired and she will lose all she wants. Mm. And in the meantime, she later meets this guy who's also from our original patriarchal world, who is like one of the worst misogynists that you can think of. And then at first, like they hate each other in the flip world, and mm. but gradually, they because they are positioned in another 
world, which is like with which everything is flipped,、mm. they started to realize a lot of things that they never would have been in our original、mm. world. So gradually,、um, maybe some conversations are going on, and you know, he,、um, the man who traveled from our original original world, started to join the mass rights movement, and then our. Um, female protagonist starts to understand more from、um, men's perspective, and later, the, when the conversation starts going, they started to understand each other more and understand the whole situation and issue better in a much deeper way. And then we just、yeah. go from there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So、that、I pictured、good. it to be a limited,、uh, limited series that. That's like、um, probably gonna be carried by platforms like Netflix. Yeah. And it's a limited show, two seasons, each season like ten episodes or so. Oh. That's this is、yeah. this so is. So this could happen sometime in the near future. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Because I I made the pitch deck and I when I when I was exploring the story I felt like I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. There are a lot of things to. Be concerned about because it we in the flip world there are many things that you kind of have to、um, delicately design、mm. because all the gender issue is like a big one because there are a lot of theories and arguments going on and you don't know which one like nobody can there's almost like there's no not a correct one on that it's just like so many things going on yeah and you kind of have to think a lot about feminism or equal rights and、uh, sexuality those kind of things like from Like in our world, and then try to see how to design flip world, and still try to give、yeah. it a message and have fun,、yeah. and find the same time. But overall, I feel like it's like a, I need a lot of research, but the research is something that I always want to do anyway. And also, I feel like the comedy part will be just amazing, <laughs> like the whole situation. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. and、I've, it's like it's like Fleabag. 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 Have you seen that show? No. It's like the tone will be. A little bit similar to Fleabag. It's like also like you know absurdist、mm-hmm. comedy, dark comedy. Yeah. But it will be fun, fun, and it can be vulgar and <laughs> you know very blunt too. But I feel like that's the that's the fun. I can I I feel like I want to go bold with that show. So I haven't I haven't reading it, but it's like right now my on my on my board on my plate. This is one of my favorite. Yeah. Is there anything already out there that's been made that you wrote? No, no, haven't. No, no, no. Which is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you're at the start of your career. <laughs> yeah, it does take time, especially for writing, like、yeah. for a project to be actually produced and be out there. It takes at least a few years. Yeah. So I wanna get a sense of your influences or inspirations. So can you tell me about a film or something like that that you really liked, or a director,、mm-hmm. or a writer, and and why and what you liked about it? Um. Okay, I like I remember for many other filmmakers, they're like, you know, I have this filmmaker who's my inspiration that made me that. That like that's like the final note for me to decide. Oh, I want to do films. Yeah. Um. Interestingly, I don't really have that kind of um filmmaker or like a like a like like a beacon for me to um to help me down that path. Like for me, it's like oh, it happened all very gradually. Um, but I would still say, in my early when I was in college, um,、uh, when I didn't watch enough, you know, um. 
good contents or yeah. you know just most most of the most of the things I watched at the time because it was so early um, like right into the like just into the door so um, a lot of things I watched were mostly pop culture yeah. but among pop culture I've noticed that many people really love Christopher Nolan like he's yeah. like a very it's a special but it's like he's so popular in pop culture uh, world like yeah. in film but I do I do appreciate some of his films when I was um, when I was in college I still appreciate them but I can also understand a lot of critics you know um, a lot of critics opinions on why his films are not that good or whatever yeah um, I understand both perspectives but what I liked about Nolan at the time was he's really good at making it still pop culture consumable hmm. but still it's um, it has something fun in terms of a psychological conflict in there yeah like The Dark Knight a really classic example The yeah. Inception these two are one of the best um, and also uh, one um, one film before Inception no The Dark Knight What's it called? Um, it's like if you just Hugh Jackman and um, and what's the other character? Uh, shit, it's a really great one. I'll have to I'll have to yeah. um, remember that later. But but you know the Dark Knight and um, Inception are good examples of how you can make something make some philosophical ideas fun mm. by coding it with pop culture yeah 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 of yeah. course he's like films have a lot of criticisms you know with either female characters or mm. um like just characters development in general but i think um in a way they are a little bit because every film is different it's yeah. like it's not what no one's from no one's from focus yeah, I see, um, I see. Just like you know, it's I don't. It's never fair for me to you compare Marvel movies to our house movies. Like it's not fair. I think what's fair is that you compare Marvel movies to each other. You compare popcorn movies to popcorn movies. And in popcorn movies, they are still good and bad. Mm -hmm. And our house is our house. Like I don't think you should compare. Like it's not fair for you to compare things that are so different. Mm -hmm. And each of them has their own fun. Mm. So, like, Christian Nolan is, like, a good example. Yeah. After that, like, what we mentioned earlier, Fleabag, it's a, a British show. It's very short. It has two seasons, and also, you know, like, each season only has, like, eight or ten episodes. Um, it's um, the lead actor, the lead actress, and the writer is um, the same person. Um, she's, like, super talented. Her name is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Mm. I really like her. Um, my show, actually, when I was, like, picturing my character in the show, that the idea I just talked about, I was, um, actually, it was her that I pictured in my mind. Yeah. Because I really like her. I really like Fleabag. Fleabag, yeah. season two is so good. Like, season one is good, but it's not as good as, like, wow, this is, like, really worth watching. Like, season two is, like... It has a deeper, it, it, it goes deeper. It brings in religion, it brings in um, human psychology, and also it, it brings in a lot of fun where she explores um, just cinema, cinematic techniques. Mm. So it's like it has, it has so many things, and it's just like very great, and it's very resonant. Yeah. It's like very resonant, you yeah. know, to daily lives. 
So I would say like for shows, like right now, one of my favorite writers is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Um, she's so good at comedy. Um, the other, then if we go broad, uh, one of my fav- favorite writer, or I would say like writer-director, because he does both, is uh, a Taiwanese filmmaker, Edward Young. Mm. Um, he is... He well, his films are very well. First, very art house. What's his name again? Edward Young. Edward Young. Yeah. Okay. So his films are well art house, but it's also fun. It's fun, and also you can see how you can you can literally see how great um, or how perceptive he is mm. at of like at understanding Chinese culture. I understand human beings in the mm. especially in the Taiwanese society in certain yeah. times and you can see there are a few like classic movies of his like one of them is EE he follows like a big family around 2000s in Taiwan um, and another one is called A Brighter Summer Day it's uh, it's a story that happened back in the 80s but like all these movies where you can see it follows like this family or these characters and you can see the whole you can see the whole era behind it. You can see the struggles of all these human beings. Like it's, it's done in a subtle but also very expressive way, yeah. cinematically. There is another. There are other two films that I really like. Although they, although a, a Brighter Summer Day and E are, I think probably his most famous ones. But I, his other films are really are also very good. There's one called A Terrorist. The cine, like the cinematography and it's just the whole cin- cinematic design is just like crazily good. <laughs> yeah, it's like really good. And a, a, a terrorist is like it depicts the loneliness, the, the the loneliness status of modern people in big cities and how mm. in all these confusions and the struggles and love and hate, all this like um you know almost like push and pull. Um, that part is just like very fascinating and amazing to me. Yeah. Um, the other one is called uh, Mahjong, mm-hmm. and um, actually all his films are really good. Mahjong, like the board game. Yes. Yeah. And Mahjong is a really great one on also again just on you know um, human relations in cities in a specific like backdrop and it's still it's also very fun to watch and Mahjong has. It's almost like it, it, so many characters are very talkative. It's almost like a play in a way, but yeah. it's just like very. You can see all how like all these characters like interact with each other. The dynamics of characters is just really amazing. You can. It's kind of hard to describe, but you can see how he's really good at you know going to the core of all these characters and yeah and like present that to the audience. Yeah. So I would say like he's one of my. Favorite, yeah, director or just hmm. filmmaker in general. One question that came up in my mind hmm. as you were talking, yeah, is that so you have come from China to the United States to study and work. Mm-hmm. I've come from India to the United States to study and work. Mm-hmm. And I think what we both find is that American culture is very different from the culture right. of our home. Mm-hmm. That does not present much of a difficulty or hindrance or an obstacle to me mm-hmm. to do my study and work because I'm in STEM. And STEM is not dependent so much on your culture or tradition or blah, blah, blah. You like do math or you write code, blah, blah, blah. So I can be from India and can come from a very different culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to have such a good understanding of the culture 
here mm -hmm. in order to do my work and be successful. True. But for you to come from China and then write mm -hmm. stories for films here mm -hmm. that have to do with people's lives and culture and interactions, mm -hmm. do you find that it is a challenge to be from a different culture? It is definitely a challenge, and especially just like what you said, because if you're from if you major in STEM, if you're yeah. working STEM or in some other majors like you know finance or whatever, those are more. As long as like you get you you, you know how to speak, you know how to write, then you are kind of. It's like then it's all the same basically. Yeah. But um, like writing or just film, entertainment, TV is definitely very different. Especially say I'm not like just I'm not from Britain. It's, yeah. I'm not from like a very similar background. It's like I'm from. Very different. It's almost like opposite, yeah. like culture background. Yeah. So of course, that is like definitely one of the biggest challenge. Mm. Which is also why it's not you know many people are skeptical about international writers, like especially people like um, me who are from like very opposite background. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know. Um. Of like building a career here, like including like my parents, like they 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 don't they won't believe that. And also actually a lot of my friends because they always feel like. You won't have enough opportunities here. Mm. First, the challenge is like so huge. Like filmmakers, literally from all over the world, are here, and there are so many talented people, and really, like talented and hardworking people. And it's not like you're, because like first, like if you want to, um, as a filmmaker, you do have to sometimes consider the market, mm. like the audience, like who you're making the content to, and if you're making a content to like a. Different background, of course. Like there will be a lot of things that you have to consider, because mm. like it's sometimes it's not only about details or mm. you know how people speak, even though those are all challenges as well. But mm. sometimes it's about um, the whole mindset. Yeah. It will be different. Especially, I felt that the strongest the first year I came here. Um, now it's getting better because I know better. Mm. Um, kind of, I, I, I like I understand better how like people from other backgrounds think. But like the first year, it was like very strong. Like mm. sometimes, like maybe uh, some of my American friends won't really understand why characters would do this because yeah. it's from different backgrounds. Yeah. And it's a very subtle and interesting thing for me to discover gradually. Mm. Um, but uh, when like back to talking about challenges, all these. Are definitely challenges because I have to be careful, mm -hmm. like which market I'm like writing for. Um, one of the good thing is like the show idea. Mm -hmm. That's like a, that's almost like you know in a way it's like sci-fi that we were imagine a world, and in that world, mm -hmm. like all these culture, um, all the roles of you know different cultures and backgrounds. Don't, won't necessarily be involved that much. Yeah. So right now I'm kind of like finding, like you know, ways to getting here. And also another thing is that uh, many, because right now, like in, in recent years, like Hollywood's being more and more liberal in a way. Of course, we still have a lot of work to do, but like generally, it's getting better. Um, so many minority uh, people here in the America would have more opportunity to. Have to be more represented, so mm. to have more diverse stories. Yeah. So that's another way to work it. But there's still difference. Like like you probably like everybody knows that you know like uh, say Asian American people and Asian people are still different because it's still different backgrounds. Yeah. Although you can feel similar things, like you are still, you 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 still you come from this background, but you feel another culture. But it's still different and. 
this this is another thing that can be challenging, which is, um, like even if you understand the mindset, there are so many subtle culture stuff that you don't grow up with. Yeah. And you have to do a lot of research and, um, hmm. you know, on that part. And so what I'm doing, what I've been doing is like just going with um, stories that, that don't really involve those. Because on one hmm. hand, like I don't, I can't really do that anyway because I, I don't, I didn't grow up there and I don't have those things with me. Um, then the challenge comes to the language as well because I'm writing. It's not like I can't, uh, it's fine for me to understand. I have to write it. And writing is like the, it kind of requires the highest of your capability of a language. Yeah. And I'm still like, um, I'm still like learning and uh, trying to like make myself better and just to improve. I'm still in a way struggling with this. But on the other hand, Sometimes it can be, you know, uh, confidence crushing because it will feel like frustrated about it takes because like you know mastering a language takes so so much time and um, simultaneously I'm both learning filmmaking, screenwriting, and I'm learning English as well. Yeah. Um and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Like learning everything together. Yeah. Um. So that is definitely a challenge. But on the other hand, I feel like for me right now. I'm not I'm, I'm not tired of learning yet, so um, I don't think it will. Um, other than, well, let me put it this way. So like I know this is like a big challenge, and that's what many people think. But I think it's still sometimes it's still about how if you want to do it. Like we all know it's difficult, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the difference is if you decide to take the challenge yeah. and challenge yourself or yeah. oh because it's difficult so I prefer yeah. not and if you enjoy the challenge like if you enjoy like okay so here's a challenge I have to learn about American culture at the same time I have to learn all of this English and if you enjoy that process yeah. then uh, it's like a worthwhile challenge right right and also I yeah like just learning all these now only it's not only about um, just helping my career but it's also about just me as a person exploring new things and those are always fun and also so which is well since we're talking about this it kind of goes back to what I like uh, my like self-introduction earlier Um, I'm doing both writing and producing right now so it's like producing part would help me to kind of take some burden off the writing part because writing is like writing in a foreign language is definitely like a really big challenge um, and if so right now for my writing projects actually they right now they all come from China like I'm not there yet to directly write for um, like uh, write for American market hmm. well even though that show is like definitely for not for American market but more for the global hmm. audience but that's like that's a project that I'm like I will definitely want to do it in the US yeah. because like that that show have is like the it's like that, that show is very American in a way hmm. um, so I'm so I'm like just trying everything but producing part would take the burden off a little bit but it's like you know because you still have to you still have to eat you still have to buy groceries you still have have a life to carry and um, so it's like uh, I'm just trying different approaches to help myself to earn more opportunities or time 
of doing, of, you know, just trying to improve myself to that, like, goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and also just, like, um, even though this is a challenge and sometimes, I like, this year, actually, I've been going back, uh, being skeptical, skeptical about if it's really worth it or if it's if you can really make it um then because i do actually have uh writer friends who are from china but now they um they've like uh, decided to stay here mm. um and this they do need to well most of them still you know both writing they, they write both for chinese market and american um, but I think it's like a whole process because even if you come from this background, you still need many years to build a career anyway. Mm. And um, I feel like right now I'm not tired of taking challenges. Why not? Why should I just like yeah. quit? Yeah, yeah. If I want to quit, if let's say I stay here for five years and it's nothing works, I can always go back. Yeah. But if I like right now, I feel like I still have the, you know, like the the, the energy or mood. In general, just to to yeah. struggle with it, then I don't think I should just quit. Yeah, some of this, um, I guess, cultural differences between America and China that you were pointing out last night was mm-hmm. you were saying that Americans are often a lot more straightforward. Yeah. Than uh, like Chinese culture, where things are like maybe a little bit more um, subtle. A little bit more subtle, and then you were saying how uh, a lot of American media and stories and films are kind of too optimistic, mm. like they end on a happy note, yeah. whereas that's not the same. Oh, that's interesting. If you look at that cloud that wow. looks like a rainbow, oh, do, you yeah. see, do you see that little rainbow cloud? Is that really rainbow or just clouds? I think it is the rainbow. Well, it's, it's the spectrum being refracted from a cloud, I guess. Mm. Those are just yeah. physics words. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and then you were talking about isn't Interstellar also by oh yes Christopher Nolan? Mm-hmm. But you said something like Interstellar is kind of like just this chocolate that is just presented to the oh, audience. Yeah, I remember Whereas that. Whereas you were saying that the kinds of stories that you like in film is layered, where it's as if the story is revealing itself layer after layer after mm-hmm. layer. So you're like unpacking a gift. Right. box inside box inside box yeah. and you're learning layer after layer you go deeper into the story of what the film is like mm-hmm. whereas interstellar is like this is your this this is your Choc- gift this yeah. is the chocolate and there's no packaging you just give it to the yeah. audience and it's like spoon feeding them uh-huh. yeah. yeah actually although actually um the whole the, this whole um matter for this whole analogy was brought up by Jackie not yeah. really me but she, I think she mentioned Interstellar. Mm. Um, I well, I really enjoy Interstellar when I was watching it, but also it's I won't say it's like uh, like using her words. It's not the one that it's like layered up. It's not like mm. um, intricate enough. Mm. Um, but I would say it's like a good pop culture, you know, um, you know, movie. Yeah. Um, but the example I used last night was actually Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite okay. was Parasite was a great example of, you know, just for to to delve into on in terms of like the cultural differences and why at this time it got so popular in American audience. Mm. Um, and 
Yeah, actually, when I was still in school, I actually wrote a paper about parasite.、Um, but like to me, parasite is like too straightforward.、Mm. Which is part of the reason why it can be appreciated globally because、mm. um, it's like it, people can see oh it delivers a, a clear message that's like、um, that's worth thinking.、Mm. But on the same time, it's easy、mm. for most audiences to understand. Yeah. For me, I I guess I like challenge. So like if it's like intricate movie, I kind of have to think more about it. It's、mm. there's the fun. Like、yeah. Parasite is very very clear. It lays. It lays the theme on the table. It kind of、mm. just like the you know like what we talked about. It serves the chocolate to your mouth. It's like spoon feeding you. Yeah.、Um, but on the other hand, it's like if you want to reach popularity, that's kind of something you kind of have to do because most audience won't like or because for most audience movies are for escapism. I mean, they won't feel like I I I want to spend my energy. Feeling like、yeah. confused, or <laughs> yeah, feeling confused, or like not entertained enough.、Yeah. That's why most people would prefer straightforward storytelling,、mm. which is why Hollywood was Hollywood, like the classic storytelling or narrative mode in Hollywood is still so popular. Yeah.、Um, but to me, another like example that I would usually use to compare. Is、uh, another Korean film from a few years ago, Burning. Burning is, it's the clear. The message is also very clear, but it's all in, like it's all layered up. It's like、mm. you can, you know, it's still clear, but it's not served to you. It's like、mm. it's it present. It, it's like laid there, and you all kind of have to follow the story and the characters to, um, like to unwrap it yourself, like using、mm. the words I was saying earlier. And that's the fun part for me. And but you also have to admit that that's not gonna be appreciated by everybody because those movies are more subjective. Yeah.、Um, so yeah, I yeah. guess like for me, I personally would, like prefer movies that are more on the burning side. Yeah. However, I like I said earlier, I don't think it's fair to compare movies that are so different. And I can still enjoy popcorn movies, Marvel movie, movies, or movies that people feel like you know, just like dumb comedy,、yeah. cheesy comedy. Like, but I feel like、um, it's for occasions, and also it's important for me as a storyteller to learn what's popular, what you know, general audience wants, because it's also like you know, just human psychology study. Why people want cheesy、yeah. stuff and. Comedy stuff. Why people want funny stuff and、yeah. you know happy endings. Why people want to escape the reality.、Mm. Just like the other day, I was listening to a, listening to a podcast where they were kind of predicting the film industry in 2021, and they were saying、um, they heard about many words saying how、uh, studios or producers want、uh, funny and is like. Uh, escapism,、mm. like stories, because like this year is like sucks so much. It, it's so depressing. So nobody wants to、yeah. watch, actually watch pandemic movies. Even though at first people feel like, oh wow, we definitely want to reflect what we're living through. Want to make pandemic movies, but、mm. it also makes sense because we are living in the pandemic. So、yeah. most people won't want to watch depressing. Yeah, it's everywhere. Pandemic movies. Yes.、Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense, and it's all. In a way, if you want to see it as like a social experiment, all very fun. It's social experiment on human beings.、Mm. So I think it's both important and still I can still enjoy,、mm. like you know, popcorn movies. Just like you just I just ship mode. 
yeah, when yeah, I watch yeah. different movies. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's a pretty good summary of all the things <laughs> that I wanted to know from you in this uh-huh. impromptu conversation. Yeah. But yeah, thanks a lot for yeah, <laughs> coming on my podcast and telling me all this stuff. Thanks a lot stuff. for having me. Yeah. This is literally my first podcast. Oh, really? So nice, yeah, nice. very honored. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks for visiting us today in the Room of Lives. See you next time. Mm-hmm.